looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. And away we go. Sorry about taking the week off last week. Ross and I bricked it. We were busy. Um, Don't lie. Everybody thought I had the Rona. Don't lie. Yeah. KK, everybody was, the, everybody the truth was freaking is KK out. banned your ass from the office. That's, That's exactly what happened is that my co-host, Chris Williams, actually got coronavirus. Shocker. <laughs> exactly. The dude that had scarlet fever. Pink dub- eye. Double pink eye. He didn't get pink eye. He got something called double pink eye, which is where you get it like... In both eyes, yeah. and it's somehow more severe in both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy is a walking Petri dish. Back when we did the forecast, uh, Adam Gray tried to convince me, and it took him one second to convince <laughs> me of this. I'm not known as being the most gullible guy. I'll usually sniff it out a little bit, but Gray told me, you can't really say anything because he's a little bit embarrassed about it, but Chris has pica or pica, however you want to pronounce it, right? Yeah. P-I-C-A. Pika or pica is a disease where you eat stuff like paper, rocks, just whatever. It's a real thing, but you just you eat stuff that you shouldn't be eating. And I immediately said, that makes sense. No, he, well, he, Williams he, is a little neurotic. He catches every disease you can catch. If anyone's getting pika, it's Williams. But he doesn't have pika. Apparently not. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to be clear there. Yeah, that apparently was, not. That was something that you ended up being gullible on, but the reason, the point of the story I believed was, it because yeah, he catches it everything. Because Williams has everything else. Correct. So he got he got Corona, I'm, the real deal. Yeah. KK knew that you had been within a country mile of him and Everybody said, be did. gone. I've been treated like I have the plague by some people, man. It's been amazing. Our kid got turned away from one of his friend's doors because you might. Because have I it. had been, and it's like, man, wait a minute. My wife is a surgical technician, so she's been exposed. I mean, that, we don't tell people this. But she's been exposed to it a lot. Yeah. She's been exposed to it a dozen times or so, but we, it's not broadcast on the radio, and so everybody doesn't know. But, yeah, we'd go to the Little League game, and people would, like, people saw me walking last Tuesday night when the word got out, and they would, like, veer on the sidewalk, like, oh, my God. Oh, there's that leper. 90-degree turn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or 180. <laughs> it's just weird okay. times we live in right now because I got the same. Oh, by the way, that's, there's Jay. That's, that's Jay. Jay, what's up, man? Hi, Jay. Jay, apologies, man. We just just start around here with that introduction. Yeah, there, there's no, they might even make you introduce yourself. Jay Shreve. Jay Shreve's here. He's here for a reason today, by the way, which we're going to get to in this podcast. We're also joined by uh, John Olson yeah, today, John Olson. one of the best golfers in the world. Amazing. Tiger. I saw John drop a 30-foot bender the other day that made me want to cream in my pants. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous, dude. He needed it. He needed it, too. He was playing in a tournament. He was down. Uh, I think that was the one that tied it at the, at the time. And uh, we're talking about major bend on this thing. I don't know how much bend there was, John. There was a lot was of bend. A good putt. 
It was about six. Seconds. Dead center. Clown's mouth swallowed it. Uh, it, was, it was a great Clown's moment. Clown's mouth <laughs> swallowed it. Bensi and I, Bensi and I were out there watching. There's like the, the tournaments, you know, local golf tournaments. You don't have big crowds. But there's probably a group of, uh, I don't know, 14 people, something like that. And uh, he makes this huge putt, and Bensi and I go crazy. Yeah! Everybody, we look around and we're the only two clapping. It became apparent that everyone else was there for the other guy that was playing. Yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't want me to win. They wanted. They wanted Huseman to win. That's so, our. Well, we'll ta- we'll, we'll get into. I want to talk about that because that was really cool. It was my first time at a golf tournament like that. I'd, I've never been to a golf event. I mean, I've golfed yeah. hundreds of times. I'd never been to an event like that. It was really cool. It was super it's a fun event. John. That specific event is fun. John is John is decent at getting around the course. But you brought in Jay today because Jay and Jay brought in a bunch of stuff because we wanted he, to have a fun conversation about our childhood. We're, right? we're going to have two fun conversations today. We're going to start with one that Jay can chime in on, but it's not why he's here today. So Jay owns uh, Jay's CD and Hobby, and one of the things we're going to talk to Jay about is why he has the name CD in that store, and he's got a reason. I'll let him explain <laughs> that. It's like in this era, twenty twenty dude cds but he'll correct me for being, actually for dropped, being wrong on that i dropped his name on the air the other day jay i'm not sure if it, but i some guy called in and, and asked me a memorabilia question yep. and i said hey man the guy you want to go talk to is jay at it jay cd and hobby and as it flew out of my mouth like yeah. that thing that voice in my head went is the cd still part of it dude he's oh. the guy so one of the cool things about our vegas group that all four of us are in is um we got a guy Right. So it comes up like I need this and Ross will chime in all the time. Like I got a guy, I got a guy. And Jay reminds me of the show, um, the pawn stars that takes place in Vegas. Right. Somebody comes in with something and says, I want to do this. And all the time they're saying, let me call the guy. And then some expert comes in when it comes to the collectibles and the hobbies. Jay's the guy. Like you, you should have a segment on your real show, Ross. I'd love it. I'd Not love a podcast it. where Jay talks about all the shit that he knows. We've done that before with different f- people. Not we haven't done it with Jay, obviously, yeah. but we've had different folks on to do that that were more specific just towards sports cards. I, and I know a little bit about everything. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know everything about everything, but I, that's that's the thrill of the hunt is just yeah. trying to find different stuff, find out what it's worth, buy it. And then move it as fast as you can. All right, so I get a couple of, like stupid questions right away. Do you ever get phone calls from pawn shops to say, "Hey, I got a guy here that's got this thing"? There's a couple of them that they, they move they that call, mic one inch closer to your face. By the way, there they don't go. like to say they're from the pawn shop. They'll, they'll just have a question. Okay. Like, oh, hey, yeah. I got this. How much is it worth? They, right. They're not telling me where they're from. No, because most businesses don't want to call other businesses to say, "Hey, I don't know what I'm doing." Yeah. You know what I mean, so they all Man. they all want to be an expert. So I'm I'm upfront about my ignorance in all things. <laughs> I really I would call and go, "Hey." I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing, and I need your help. Can I get it for free? Help me out, man. Help me. What do I do? Um, by the way, I need to turn something off. Oh, my goodness. Amateur hour around here. Did you just turn off the entire thing? What's uh, happening now? Well, I turned off Bluetooth. This is ridiculous. Because remember last time when my phone started ringing, and I'd forgotten to disconnect Bluetooth, and it started ringing like crazy? Is that what that background there, noise was? Yeah, I think, I think it was something from my phone. So anyway, before we get to Jay, and we got plenty to talk about, we're going to delve into the childhood and figure out uh, how people can make money at garage sales and all that cool stuff. So yeah. I, I feel like we actually have an agenda today, which is rare for us. I was listening to a song this week, and it got me thinking um, about the meanings of songs and Ross is perfect to chime in on this because Ross is the most naive person in the world. Like you, you've said before, you don't know when girls are hitting on you. You don't like, 
the 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 subcontext sometimes eludes you for that's for whatever that, reason. Okay, I'll I'll take that more than I'm naive. I don't think I'm naive. I, I'm, I'm pretty streetwise, and I and I'm I understand people. I don't pick up on those subtle cues about sex. I'm 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 extremely. I don't know. It maybe naive is the right word, okay. but I just am. I, I don't pick up on this stuff. I mean, are you trying I, to pay attention for it? No, right. maybe that's part of it. That's but my, part like, of it. dude, the other night, Aaron, we were like upstairs. I was playing video games with Eli. We were hanging out, and Aaron was like, "Hey, uh, you know, I don't remember what she said. Couple, she's like, hey, da 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 da, come downstairs.' And and I honestly thought in my head, like, oh, she wants me to go downstairs and do some stuff and clean yeah. up, and you know, I'll, I'll, she's gonna go to bed anyway, and I'll figure this out. And she's like, hey, da da da, come down. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And about the fourth time, I was like, golly, I'm just going to go to shut her up, right? And we hit the stairs and turned the corner, and she's like, are you that stupid? Are yeah. you still this dumb? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I see what we are. It was, yeah, it was go, go time. Yeah, right. So I, what was she, was she using code language or something it, with you? She was basically just trying to say, hey, stop playing video games with the kid and come hang out with me for a little bit. Hang out. And, and Air she, quotes. Right. And it was like, hey, uh, you know, there's some stuff downstairs in the kitchen that I need you to take care of. Yeah. Hey, come downstairs because the, the, I have a problem trying to set some things up. Like she was kept, she used three or four different things to say, get away from the kid. She should have out. been more like Paul Rudd and come give me the junk. That's what I said. You know I, what I mean? When I got those, the I was like, what, what did you just say? Junk. Hey, well, I'm trying come to on upstairs and give me the junk. I'm trying to schedule a dick appointment here. Can you, can you make some <laughs> movie's that from again? What are you saying there? Oh, that's Wonderlust. Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, and he's looking in the yeah. mirror. Outtakes are great. The junk. <laughs> Give me the I love it. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I got six songs queued up. Now, we can debate these, okay? So in my mind, I know what these songs are about. These are songs that would not be blatantly about the act of sex, but I would submit to the jury that they are all, in fact, about sex. So you can uh, decide for yourself. The songs themselves are clean to listen to. Well, I think one of them has a swear word. So if the kids are in the car listening, they shouldn't be at this point, but they are still listening. These songs will be okay. We'll start out with this track. I played this for John this week. He liked it. It's actually a pretty catchy song. It's a catchy tune. All right, here we go. We're just going to sit and enjoy the music for a little bit, get the people to taste, and then we'll uh, dive deeper. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Breathe me out I don't Right now, Ross is shaking his head. Ross is thinking about a picnic. I guarantee you. <laughs> Ross wants some of that watermelon sugar. All right. Uh, Ross. That's a, that's a catchy, catchy. Oh, it's a great song. Harry Styles beginning. is the artist on that one. Ross, 
What is watermelon sugar? I have no idea. I oh have, my God, I Ross. No clue what that song is about. I've heard it multiple times. Oh, I've even. The best this- is my three year old in the backseat of the car singing, Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> I told my wife, you need to know what he's singing about here. It's like he doesn't know. Just like Ross, my three year old Ross, don't, don't know what the song's I about. I still don't know what we're talking about. You've told me. That you told me last week we were talking like in a text group or something. You're like, yeah, that song is about going down on on a girl. It's about the the sweet flavors. It's a cunnilingus. It's a kind of it's a song about cunnilingus. And I'm like, for sure, I'm I'm trying to hear that and I don't hear it. You don't hear it. These are Rorschach tests, I think. Right. This is this What's is something. Rorschach test. Rorschach That's the is ink the, blot. the ink blot where oh. they show you an ink blot and they go, what do you see? Right. And some guys go boobs. And some guys go butterflies, right? And it's, it's the same ink plot. And I think it's, this is one of those examples of like, I, I mean, can you explain it to me? You guys are my buddies. This is what locker rooms are for. Like, can you guys explain to me? All right, here's, here, here, here's, to, here's, how I, here's how I would explain it to you, Ross, right. in this way. Am I alone, by the way, Jay? Am I, is, am I, is this very obvious and I'm just... It's a little obvious, yeah. What the hell? What Dude, the hell? No, so here's how you know, Ross. First, you can Google things like this and find out if they've talked about it, okay? But second of all, he's singing a song about watermelon sugar? You think he's talking about the actual fruit and, like, the sugar in it and how he can't get enough of it? Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening, and it sounds just like a song, I want more berries, and that summer feeling, it's so wonderful and warm. Breathe me in, breathe me out. I don't know if I could ever go without. That's, I'm a, just that's about going down on a girl. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever go with that. So Zane Lowe, who is a... That's, that's absolutely Zane, about going down on a girl. Yeah, Zane Lowe. <laughs> um, in November, Zane Lowe, I don't know who that is, doesn't matter, talked to Harry Styles about the specific meaning of the song. Watermelon Sugar, which at this point is out, and everyone's kind of figured out <laughs> what it's about, Lowe said. And then it says, the joys of mutually appreciated oral pleasure. Damn it. And that's when, that's when I feel really dumb is when you hear things like, everybody's already figured it out. It's like, nope, not me. Didn't know. I mean, God bless Ross for just this picture an actual watermelon, the family picnic, <laughs> that watermelon juice going down his chin. No. It's like, I, oh, that's here's so the good. Truth. Here's the truth. I don't like the song. I've heard it multiple times. It's on all the time. And every time it's on, I'm like, this is the dumbest song ever. I've never, I had never heard the song That's a good song. It's catchy. It. First time I've ever um, heard it. That's I'm catchy, dude. And it has a good beat. It goes right. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's yeah, it's so hold on. That's the first time both of you heard it, and you knew instantly that that song was about going down on a girl. Guess why, Ross? Because they knew it wasn't about watermelon. All right, Harry Styles isn't going like, oh, I'm going to sit down and, and hammer out a song about watermelon <laughs> right now, dude. I tell you things about my life sometimes, and you're like, oh bull, oh bull, and then this is real. I did no. I, God, okay. All right, this one. And here's the thing. You're going to have more trouble with this next now one. Now I'm going to have to argue with my wife about the, the fact that that's what this song is about. Because when I tell her, she's going to be like, your friends are perverted. Tonight, no, tonight, tonight, go home. They wouldn't play a song like that on Kiss 1075. Hey, she was giving you code language the other night to get you upstairs. Tonight, go home, look in the eye and say, I need some of that watermelon sugar. And she will go, you're gross. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, track number two. I do know what this one's about. There's no debate about this song, but now we got to figure out what you guys think it's about in case you don't know. Crap. 
gotta think about the lyrics side I to side, Ross. This song is about one thing. I don't even know this song. I don't either. This is Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj. This was all over the radio. Alright, listen. I've been there all night. I've been there all day. You got me walking side to side. Why is a girl walking side to side? And what is this song about? Place your place your uh, votes, gentlemen. Place your bets. That one's a little bit obvious. She's she's been pounded. She's she's been going. Yeah. And Jay nails it. Yeah. This song, ladies and gentlemen, is about getting pounded. So you walk side to side. That is what that song is about. One hundred percent. He's got me walking side to side. That song was on the radio. <laughs> yes, man, Mike. Yes, that song was on one, the radio a lot. On, there's one that's on Kiss right now that my son sings. It says something about when I hit the hymen, it gives me the goosebumps or something like that. It's what? like, and I swear to you, I'm not joking. I think at you're all. mishearing. A I'm not mishearing. It's like just Google it. All right, here's a lyric in the song. All right, you go with that. All right, check this out for a second. Uh, go. It's the new style. With the fresh type of flow. Wrist icicle, ride dick bicycle. <laughs> Come true, yo. Get you this type of blow. If you want a menage, I got a tricycle. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about poetry here. This is modern day poetry. That's, yeah, that's. You know, the, 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 the classic authors of old have nothing on. Wrist, icicle, dick, bicycle. Nicki Minaj, she's, she's good. Ross is trying to look up lyrics about hymens right now. No, I, I'm telling you, I'm not making, this is, for, well, first of all, there's another one that is extremely popular. It's like The Box. The name of the song is The Box. Yeah, no, I don't and know that one either. My son, know my son knows the words of this song, and I'm listening to him in the back of the car the other day, and, he, and the first, like, the first words of the song are, I put the stick in the box. I'm like, <laughs> so that's just a song about putting a stick in a box. I mean, who does yeah, right? Uh huh. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, Old school. Could be our younger listeners. Our younger listeners have probably never even heard the song. We have definitely all heard the song. The question is: Is this song about starting a band, or is it about something else? I got my first real six string. I still remember where I was when I heard this song for the first time. It's a good song. Was the summer of 69? some guys from school had a band and we tried real hard. I'm really anxious to hear Ross's take on this, but it's too good. I gotta let it play. Now, Ross, let's do the math. So, because it says... Me and some guys at school, we got a band together, we tried real hard. How old was Brian Adams in 1969? I don't, I don't know. He I, was 10! Yep, 10 or 9. 10 or 10, yep. He wasn't starting no band, Ross! But maybe it just fit into the rhythm of the song. I mean, the fact that it just says 69 does not make the song about the sexual act. 
the every other word of the song. I'll give it to Ross. It, it flows, it flows a lot better than this. Summer of '75. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. I'll give it to Ross on this. Like I said, Ryan Adams did come out in an interview and say, "Oh yeah, it's '69 all the way." I was I was nine years old in '69. So. Yeah. This song is also about memories of summertime and sex, my friend. <laughs> Why do you ruin this stuff for me? Because that was a song, and I'm, I mean, I'm not a prude, but well, maybe I am. I don't know. Figuring it out, I guess. I've jammed to that song many a times and never. And th- and yeah. that to me, that I song just, is I like heard it, a takes, man in 1969. it takes me yeah. back to being a kid. And now, what Brian Adams is singing about is starting a band and hanging out with his buddies. What I'm hearing is I'm at the park with my friends. We're playing Double or Nothing. <laughs> it's those carefree summer days. And then Mark's like, Nah, man, it's about getting dirty and grinding. Yeah, it's about making sweet love and. It's it's about, it's about watermelon it. sugar, watermelon <laughs> sugar high, and getting all the other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, everybody should Google these for themselves if they want to know what the artists have actually said about this one. But this one's Damn. pretty, pretty clear cut. What dude. do you mean, summer of '69? And I, anyway, I obviously am. In, naive was obviously I, the right word. Like for I this said, I'll side with you on that. Like I said, I was googling this last night just to kind of get a feel before we come on here, and this pops up. And he did an interview in '84. He's like, "We needed a hit. It sounded really good. I was nine years old in '69. It obviously wasn't about a band." So, oh, son of a let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find an official answer here. Brian Adams reveals not safe for work. Uh, Adams replied, "It's not about a year. It's a metaphor. I never said 1969." The host responded, oh, it's a metaphor for that? Adam said, it's a metaphor for a great summer. The host responded, of love? Adam said, summer of love, exactly. Thank you very much. So I would argue you're still taking it to that. I never said 1969, (laughs) Ross. You're not this dumb. He said 69. (laughs) Read what it, come on, man. I tell people all the time how smart you are. (laughs) You, I know, I know you're better than this. All right, now here's one of the most debated songs. I look forward to this one with Ross. I guarantee you won't think this one's about sex. Here we go. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. You replace peaches with watermelon sugar here. You could, yeah, I'm hundred percent. to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can. What group is this again? Presidents of the United States. (laughs) Alright, Ross, listen. I eat peaches every day. Sun soaking bulges in the shade. Okay, now on this one, Ross. We'll debate it, and I'm happy to have the debate with you on this one, okay? Peaches come from a can. Yeah. They were put there by a man in a yes. factory downtown. We're right. talking about peaches right there. Okay? Well, yes. We're talking right. about peaches. If I had my little way, yeah. I'd eat peaches every day. Right. Sun-soaking bulges in the shade. Yeah. You ever seen a, you ever seen a peach? So like now, my so now we, has a peach tree. So here, a perfect here, description. Here's where we go. Peach. Did this band write a song about a fruit? Or did they write a song about something else? All right, so the context also has to be brought in that the presidency of the United States of America had Lump, a song which was openly about necrophilia, right? And I We're knew, off to a good start. And, 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 and I, knew, <laughs> I knew from... I didn't know the Brian Adams interview thing existed. I know I've heard presidents of the United States of America say, yeah, Peaches is actually about 
The fruit. Not the fruit. Right? Well, you've heard him say it's not the fruit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or, or I guess maybe that was just what I, I everybody told me over the years. I, again, my simple brain doesn't understand how th- the metaphors of peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. I don't understand how a guy's like, he's talking about pussy. <laughs> Okay, but here's, here, here's, dude, here's where you are so far off. Okay, they can't have a lyric like peaches come from a can, they're put there by a man, a factory downtown, and it can't be about something else based on that lyric. But Brian Adams could talk about buying a six string and forming a band that he wasn't forming, and that can be about sex. I didn't, th- I never thought that song was about sex. They don't either. have to have direct correlations. You know, they don't just come out and say, you know, the song's called Peaches. It's not called Pussy. I mean, they, yeah. you know, so they, they take some liberties with the lyrics here. Now, like I said up front, though, this is a debatable topic. This is one of those songs where it's pretty divided on what it's about. I think I feel, I feel like I need to see more of the lyrics or know. So we turn, to, we turn to John. We turn to Jay. What do you guys think? You guys have the deciding votes on this one. What is that song about? Uh, this song? Peaches. When did it come out? Like 95? Yeah. Something like that. 94, 95? Yeah. I knew what it was in 94, 95, 96, whenever it came out. No clue. We have a you vote. You did know this. This is one, like I said, known this. this is one I'm Moving telling you. To the country, I'm gonna eat this is one that because of Lump and because Moving of, but you know what I mean, friends being like, dude, this is Peaches. Imagine this guy pitching this so that's to, what I'm to his band. I, he comes in, guys, you're not going to believe what I just wrote. It's a song about peaches because I love them. That's right. what I was trying to say. That's I, what it is. I juicy, get this everybody one. Everybody loves a nice peach when it's ripe and good to go. I get this one because from the minute this song came out, people were saying, guy, you know, other people were like, yeah, this song. I was like, okay, I don't get it, but sure. It's kind of like some of the racist stuff lately. It's like, well, I don't get it, but sure. I'll, 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 if, I'll defer to you. You tell me that this is about sex. I'll, I'll oh, agree with you. 100% okay? about I've, I've, Again, 100%. never argued with it. Jay's on board. It sounds it, like, Jay, you, you, absolutely, it's a yeah. sex song. But yeah. that, unlike okay. the Brian Adams song, I've heard the Brian Adams Summer of 69 thing where people have been like, oh, that's about that's about 69 with a chick. And I'm like, man, I don't know about it's that. It's pretty damn coincidental now. See, and I, and I would even say to you on that particular song, Ross, it's not even about that. It's not even about the number. It's more of a, a you know, the summer. running the gamut of love and the love experiences. And so see, we were having enjoying the same, a woman. We were having the same experience with that song because, again, I was remembering those happy memories and those summers yeah. of, uh, of fun and carefree. Right? Yeah. Yours were just a little bit more mature than mine. All right. Now, this one, you guys, I, I happen to know what this song's about, but I'm going to let you guys decide what the hell is being talked about in this one. Um, again, open, open for many interpretations on this one. Um, I, would, I would tell you guys that I don't think that this song's about playing cards. Okay? That's, that's the, the hint on this one. I'll get him hot, show him what I've got, essentially. I'll get him hot, show him what I've got. I'm hearing hard. She's got a point. 
poker face. Why? Okay, so the lyric is can't read my can't read my poker face. No, he can't read my poker face. And then parentheses it says, She's got me like nobody. So she's talking about the guy. When she was saying, I'm going to get him hot, I I swore it was, I'm going to get him hard. I'll get him hot. I'll get him hot. Show him what I've got. I'll get him hot. Show him what I've got. Then he can't read my poker face. Can you tell me what she's She's got me like nobody. Can't read my poker face. Where's the girl coming into this, boss? She's got me like nobody. All of a sudden. And then later in the song, she talks well, about... Bl- a, well, let me give you another clue. Isn't that a guy okay? saying that, though? Isn't it a guy that's going, she's got me like nobody? Let me, let me give you another one. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I won't tell you. I won't tell you that I love you, kiss or hug you, because I'm bluffing with my muffin. Oh, wow. Okay, where are we going, where are we going now? Yeah, I don't like that. Russian um, roulette is not the same without a gun and baby when it's love. If it's not rough, it ain't fun. The first one was something about it. Let him fold me over and hit hit it. So Lady Gaga, this song, this song is about her being with a man while thinking about a woman. Oh, that's the poker face. Poker face. I'm not going to really show him that I'm thinking about a girl while I'm with you. Wow. That song has nothing to do with cards or Texas Hold'em or (laughs) anything else. Kind of like Summer of 69. The song has nothing to do with what she's She's got me like nobody. So there you go. I've, I've, on the only words I ever think I've heard of that song were the poker face yeah, part. Yeah, that's all you listen to is poker. Yeah, that's the only thing I... Uh, the rest of it's, yeah. Right, I didn't... I'd never really listened to... The deep uh, lyrics of Lady Gaga. Right, no, so no, no, no. And yeah. I certainly didn't I, know I, that... I agree. She's got me like nobody... No, what was it? She's got me like nobody? She's got me like nobody. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap up with this one. Fun song. We're going to end with a fun song. Whether you know what this is about or not, doesn't matter. Enjoy it. If you play Bobby McFerrin and tell me that it's about... Hard not to be happy hearing songs like this. So serious, girl, why those feet this is a new song. We just get it it's by DNCE called Kicked by the Ocean. Waste time with the masterpiece. Waste time with the masterpiece. You should be wrong with me. You should be wrong with me. You were real life fantasy. You were real life fantasy. But you're moving so carefully. Let's start living dangerously. Talk to me, the ultimate song is what is cake by the ocean and i didn't i can't understand i'm not i don't try to be the boomer here or whatever the <laughs> you're fun. my wife my wife doesn't understand i cannot too. understand i I did. I don't know. I heard. I think he said, "F fucking awesome." At one point, you go there, fucking right? crazy. Yeah, I go yeah, fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'll that, keep yeah. holding. I, I, I keep hoping. Will he cake by the ocean? Cake by the ocean is essentially sugar by the ocean. The origin. The origin <laughs> of the song. Watermelon sugar <laughs> high on the beach. Yeah. The uh, there might be. Let's see if there's. So a, if I can, if I just put any sort of food that doesn't make sense then it's like uh, yeah i know what he's anything talking that has about. to do with sugar 
Working on the record, these Swedish producers that we were working with, they kept confusing sex on the beach with cake by the ocean. They were saying Swedish producers to drink. So that's how the song started. Then it became this kind of lyrical, lyrically wacky song. And it kind of embodies the band. It's funky. It's fresh. I think it's something that people can dance to. They were talking about having sex on a beach, but instead they were calling it cake by the ocean. Hold on. Hold on. Not the drink. They were talking about having sex on the beach, not actually the drink. You're sure of that? Yes. Okay. Cake by the ocean and sex on, sex on a beach. All right. All right. All right. Yes. See, okay, here's one. Have I ruined all songs for no, you? No, you haven't. And here's, I love, like, Jackson Brown is my favorite songwriter of all time. And he has, it's not, you know, oh, I'm going to bend you over and, and pound. It's Show not you Lady Gaga, States. right? It's not that yeah. obvious, but it still is sensual. You know what I mean? That sort of. It's easy to understand. There's no innuendo in it. You understand he's mm-hmm. laying next to a girl and he's trying to get laid. Um, but I also, like Billy Joel, his, he, his songwriting was told He would basically write the music. I was going to bring this uh, Billy Joel You know Joel what I mean? And then kind of just kind of yeah. start humming some things, and people in the room would go, you know, it kind of sounds like you're saying these words, and then they'd build the song around all of that stuff. So I think that there is a real naive way or real innocent way to turn sex on the beach, cake by the ocean, hey, man, that fits into what we're trying to do here, and we, and we apply it. Who was it. telling us the other day? Was it you, John? Uh, only the good die young about losing your virginity? Billy Joel yeah. song? Come out, Virginia, yeah. don't let me wait. Yeah. Catholic girls start much too late, but sooner or later it comes down to fate. I might as well be the one. There's so, that entire song is that. it's about the losing your virginity, is, yeah, yeah, trying to hook up with a girl. And I I grew up listening to Billy Joel for my entire childhood, and it I I, I remember when I was driving in my car, I was like seventeen or eighteen, and I knew I knew that song for like ten twelve years, and I knew all the words too. I knew all the words to all of his songs growing up, and it just I was like God, you idiot, what the hell are you thinking? Because it, it's it's so much about sex and, and and taking somebody's virginity or or trying to get somebody in bed with them. There you go. You know they built you a statue. They told you to pray. I'm sorry. They showed you a statue. They told you to pray. They built you a temple. They locked you away, but they never told you the price that to pay for things that you might have done. Only the good die young. It's it, the whole song's fantastic. Deep. I think that's one of the most creative songs lyrically that's ever been written. I have the worst segue about sex uh, in the history of this show. Here we go. By the way. And then, and then we're going to totally change topics and, and go to Jay. So I hope innocent you, childhood stuff. No, so for sex reminded, well, it didn't remind me. I just got sent this article, but this will be interesting to you, Ross, and many other people that have seen this documentary. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, has been arrested. Boom! Finally. Really? By the <laughs> FBI. This has just been announced recently. If anyone's seen any Epstein documentaries, you're wondering why the hell has the girlfriend not been arrested? (laughs) She has now been arrested. So there you go. Breaking news. Bensie's hard at work over there. Look at Bensie. Bensie's killing it. Churning it. Churning and burning. Landing's over here. Making deals happen. Jeff Landing, former ball player, is in here looking like he's doing something important. Former, Former ball player, current realtor. I love it. We got a we got a nice squad building around here. Solid, I like solid it. Team. Thought we were going to put together a softball team. And go we are in the fall and kick the shit out of some other in the fall, <laughs> dude. So I'm, t- I'm I'm talking I'm talking I'm talking with Jeff Lanning yesterday, who can probably hit the ball about 500 feet if he wants to. I don't know, maybe not that far, but he can hit a long ways. 500 yards. We're talking about softball. He's like, oh, I don't really like softball. I don't. Know. It's it's boring. I'm like, come on, dude. 
We got a ringer on the Charterhouse t- team, and you're going to pull like I don't really like softball? I tried to tell Mark that real baseball guys don't, aren't the guys that can really play baseball. I'm a baseball guy because I love baseball. Guys that can really play baseball, they don't like softball. And I tried to get that out, and Mark thought I was going trying to say Lanning can't play softball. Because I was like, Jeff doesn't want to play softball with us. And Mark's like, you don't think Lanning can hit a softball? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Lanning can launch a softball. I don't think he wants to go out and launch softballs against beer league douches on a Tuesday night. It's more about hanging with your buddies. I mean, that's what it's about, but right? He's, 100%. Here's the, here's the other thing that happens here is that he, Lanning goes out there and he drops one of those 500-foot bombs, right? And then everybody on the other team is like, you guys brought in a ringer. You're yeah, supposed to be having fun here. On I'll say a ringer. He dude, works dude, with us. Dude, dude played Major League. What? Here's the problem. Lanny's off, off mic. Run. Yeah. You have to fucking run. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> no, that's why. Dude. No. Hey. Hey, we won't. Hey, if we play, guess what? Guess what? I'll bring my family, dude. My kids will love to go run and get they your home made, run balls. They made you get your own home runs. And that they made you get your own home runs. Oh, that's so Lanning. So when, like, go get it. When Lanning, when Lanning plays softball, he tries to hit it exactly 300 feet, so lands right behind the fence, not 450. It saves him some time. All right, so if we if we solve Lanning's problem and I bring my kids to watch us, they can go get Lanning's bombs, and then he doesn't have to do it, and then he can feel free to hit them. So. All right, there's no way to segue to our guest here. Jay, thanks for coming in. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to figure out how to make our listeners rich by going to garage sales, okay? And we're going to talk about this world that none of us understand except you. Supplemental income. But we're fascinated by it. So I'm a, here's your chance, right? We've got tens of people listening to this. <laughs> I don't know how many there are. There's several. Um, how the hell did JC and Hami start um, by me hoarding a ton of shit at the end of the 90s, early 2000s, trying to relive my childhood, watching the shit that I had when I grew up, got onto eBay in 1999 and started looking at all these things that I used to have. And I'm like, well, I had that. Well, I had that. Oh, that's cool. I'll get that again. And then I had a basement full within about two or three years of stuff. So I had a choice to make. Do I keep hoarding and collecting all this stuff that I'm not really doing anything with because I'm buying it and buying it by so much and putting it in boxes? Or do I do what I always wanted to do is just open my own business. And the reality of it, I don't know, the story is I always wanted to open a sandwich shop. I worked for a place called Subcity in Waterloo, mm-hmm. and they just had killer sandwiches. I was like, you know what? If you make a, a place that's just a cool place to hang out, great food, I could do that. And I could do that and take the money and open my real passion, which is collecting. And I just said, you know what? Let's skip the restaurant. People calling for goods right now. Man, exactly. Let's skip the restaurant idea and let's go with what I really want to do, which is this. I worked for a company called Disco Round for about five years, managed mm-hmm. a few of those. So yeah. I got a feel for the industry and how this stuff really works. Dis- Disco it. Round was like a CD trading CD post. warehouse, yeah, Disco yeah. Round. They were big in the 90s. Yeah. But, you know, when CDs were huge. So, again, back to my name. Still GDs, are. CD <laughs> and hobby. You know, you asked about that earlier. CD. I get people all the time like, what does CD stand for? It's like, <laughs> like, I, I, I really hit the, the nail The actual on thing, <laughs> CD. Uh, yeah. You know, so tell him it's your original business partner you bought out. Yep, so yeah, my buddy Chris Dennis. I, he started it with me. <laughs> yeah. So where where was your first location? Where did you open originally? Uh, Southeast 14th Street. Okay. Um, we were behind Culver's towards the end. It is, 
I wanted to be on 14 streets. I did demographics. I looked at what would do well for me. I looked at traffic. Believe it or not, Southeast 14th has 50,000 cars go down. This is actually how you're supposed to start a business, by the way. She put some time and research and thought into it. I went to school. I mean, I I focused on this for four or five years. I saved up money. When I I started really thinking about it in 2001, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to work for people anymore. I'm tired of making everybody else money, which is all I ever did. Yep. And so, like I said, 50,000 people go down that street every day. I'm like, that is the number three busiest street in the state. I have to be on the street somewhere. It's perfect. And that's pretty much where I started at. So what year was this? 2005. 2005. So you've been doing it 15 years. Yep, 15 years, September. And you've moved a few times. So currently, you have three spots. Yeah. Um, Merlin Mall, I've moved a bunch of times in that place. Like even within the mall, you've moved. Yeah, they give me upgrades. You know, as I started off a little rinky-dink part-time summer thing, you know, this holiday season. Now I'm in a permanent location. They actually... You, you started as like a kiosk, you're saying? No, when I started the main business, I would oh, branch okay. out to the malls. So I knew in the holiday season, I want to get those customers. Oh, I re- okay, I remember that. Yeah. Right. You'd, okay. You'd have the, a seasonal shop set up like in the, I see, I know. And then the season would turn yeah. in from three months to six months, yeah. and it turned into nine months, and it would turn into a year, and I'd take a little time off. Then I got into Valley West Mall when I thought Valley West Mall was still a good mall. mall. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Creek kind of just knocked yep. that right out of the water. So Yep. So you're not currently in Jordan Creek. Is it because of uh, rents, or is it more demographic that's not going to be the collectible type? You know, I think I'd kill it out there, too, just because it is a weekend warrior-type mall where yeah. people come from all over the area to check out the stuff. And I think my stuff that I have in that particular mall is unique enough to yeah. where, you know, a lot of clothing stores. I'm not a clothing store, obviously. Well, because so. yeah. Jordan Creek has uh, Calypso, that store. That's not what you guys sell, but it's kind of it's a, a kitchen nice, store. It is a nice store. And when that used to be in Valley West. And yeah, when right. it was in Valley West, it was huge. And I, yep. used to, and I used to buy stuff out there all the time. I did they, too. they would just get unique things. Yep. And that's kind of what I try to model a little bit off of. I mean, I do got stuff you can buy at retail places, but a lot of the stuff that I get in on trade, you can either get it on eBay or Facebook. And that's yeah. pretty much the, your, your limited... What so you your want. main store is on, uh, is, it, is it Southeast 14th technically? Yeah, so we moved that in 09 because we went from like 4,000 square feet to 12,000. You're down by the infamous uh, Hy-Vee that just had the protest. You're in that parking lot. Yep, right. About four floors down from Huge, there. huge store. Then you're in Merle Hay, and then you got a third location out next to Chuck E. Cheese. I call that my Ferrari. That, that's your Ferrari <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the one, that's the one we put all the money in, try to make it look really nice. We moved that from Valley West because we wanted to be obviously next to Chuck E. Cheese. It's a good yeah. demographic. You got kids, parties, always people coming and going in that plaza. And it was, that's, that's actually bigger than the Southeast, but Southeast has high ceilings. Yeah. And it just looks bigger. So, so does it uh, scare you? Uh, Wasn't the news last week uh, Chuck E. Cheese declared bankruptcy, something yeah, like that? It, it's frustrating because, like I said, I specifically picked that spot. Do the For bank. that. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is we're right off the freeway, so I'm not too concerned. We've built up a reputation. That store's doing really well. Yeah, you can see Jay's store off 235 if you look up by, uh, what is it, 22nd Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right exit. off the exit, so it's pretty accessible. So. so what is the ranking of the store's traffic of those three? Southeast 14th, still number one. Um, south Side supports the South Side, and that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. I, you know, we our first house we bought was on the South Side, so yep. I used to be five minutes from there. That's why I picked that location. You know, all this kind of played into an effect. But it's still number one. Uh, obviously, West Des Moines with being a huge remark, you know, bigger store is yeah. number two. And surprisingly, in the last year or two, you know, Merle Hay was just kind of like what I thought a stepping stone would be to come to Ankeny. Yeah. So, I, you know, Ankeny is obviously a big. Growing. Store. It's amazing the traffic up here. Yeah, it's I bought ridiculous. a house right down the street. So Yeah, yeah. Jason. <laughs> I still haven't learned this. John, maybe you know, Ankenian? What would someone from Ankeny be called? I don't even know. An Ankenite. In- I have heard Ankenian. I have no idea. Ankenian? I've been, I've been here for 15 years. I don't know. <laughs> Bensy, do you know this one? What's someone yeah, from Ankeny called? Somebody should know it's Bens. 
Did you say Ankeny-ite? Ankeny-ite. 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 We got to figure this one out. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby knows. Bobby, Bobby's on city council. So this will so, settle it. So when you go, so here's what I noticed. So when you go into your store, I've been to, to uh, well, I've not been to the Merle Hay. I've been to the other two. When you go into your store, there's a ton going on. So you can go in there, and obviously um, we're going to talk about cards here in a second, but you can do the sports cards thing. You can do uh, vinyl. You can do, you got tons of comic books. You've got tons of uh, figurines. You got this stuff that's even, and not everything's used. You got new stuff as well. Um, but if you're looking for, imagine Ross, like I remember playing with my He-Man figurines when I was, you know, six years old. There's a chance that you've got those like behind glass because I've just seen kind of loose figurines the you've m- got. The money on that vintage stuff from the 70s, 80s, and even 90s now because those people that grew up in the 90s. Yeah in their 30s they have disposable income and they're like oh i used to play with ninja turtles or i played with power rangers i want it mint in the package yeah you look it up it's like wow that's 300 dollars. and so they start collecting and it bring every new generation wants to relive their past so what would you say oh we got an answer here uh in kenyan is appropriate in kenyan kenyan either or yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Ankeny resident. It's the easiest I, I one. I say I'm from Ankeny. Can I'm I just say? <laughs> so I. Okay. So I know this is an almost an impossible question, but your average client that's coming into JC Hobby is looking for what? It, like, that's a hard question to ask because when I first opened up, obviously with the CDs, music and movies were the the primary focus on the business, and with sprinkled in with some toys, you know, with the, the action figures, the collectibles, the stuff from. Now it's, I mean, that's why I'm doing well right now is because I, I don't specialize in one thing. Like, if I lost comic book sales tomorrow, like, if comic books just said, you know, we're done, I wouldn't be out. Yeah. And so I've got a wide variety of about 10 different things in my, my stores that keep me always full. And what's funny is everything goes in cycles. Like, vinyl right now for the last three or four years has been phenomenal. I mean, year after year, 20 to 30% growth. Comic books, with the movies, they're really well. They've kind of fizzled down a little bit. And yeah. You know, you laugh about the CD aspect of it. But the CD sales have been the same for 15 years. That's See, this incredible. Isn't that crazy? That's incredible. It, it's 50 to 60 like who, like, every year. like who is your CD buyer? It's someone that hasn't, like not wanting to go into like the iTunes and they want it for their cars. Like yeah, You think about that, yeah. Cassettes were still being made in cars in what, 2003 and 2004. Yeah. And then when that disappeared, CDs really took over everything. Yeah. Most cars now still have CD players. In they them. do. Somewhere in them. Even, yeah, even Nate's new truck has a Two, CD player hidden in yeah, hidden. 2018 in. van I got. It's got CD player in it. Yeah. So, but you're right. 30 to 40-year-olds are kind of the demographic for the CD aspect of it. Wow. Are cards coming back now? All sport cards? Yeah, or they, have they always been They, they were, you know, it, again, with spurts, uh, 80s and 90s is garbage. Uh, with that Jordan documentary, believe it or not, mm-hmm. all people are chasing all the Jordan insert cards from the 90s. And there's, yep. some, there's some big money in some because a lot of stuff was limited press. So most of that stuff, you know, they made millions of it. But then the stuff from 93 to like 99, it started getting less and less. So trying to find a Tim Duncan rookie example, yeah. refractor, not autographed or anything, could be five, six hundred bucks. Yep. But it's just because they made limited quantities of that. But right now, sports is at a pinnacle where it's just the highest it's ever been for sport cards. Do you know what's cool. driving that? Yeah, what, what attributes that? Uh, sport card breaking. Uh, it's a whole, uh, you do a whole segment on that. So, what, yeah, what, tell, what tell people, yeah, tell them what breaks are. So, I've, I done, saw, I've done a couple for the record, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. for fun. I'm not a collector. You, you did all right. You broke did okay. You, you, I did okay. You didn't lose any money on it. Uh, so, an average box of cards costs 200 bucks. And in that box of cards, you're guaranteed to get one to three autographs or whatever it is. So in a case, there's 12 boxes of those. So instead of spending $2,400 of your own money, 
you get into these things called case breaks. Now, some of them are random and some of them are teams. So say I'm a Bears fan. I only want all the Bears card. I'm going to buy the Bears for 150 bucks. Every Bears card that's pulled out of that case is yours. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's, I, I hate to say it, it saved the hobby six to seven It's a years way ago. to get a piece of the action with, when you don't have the money Oh, absolutely. To, do, to do the full thing. And you don't, like I said, you buy a $100 box of cards, you might not get anything you want in that you want. You might yeah. get value out of it. But it's not what you personally collect. You convinced me to buy a a pack. What did it mean? A pack of cards. Yeah. Um, on that particular one, this wasn't a break. This was just pack. I, I, I spent a hundred bucks or something like guaranteed that. Guaranteed six autographs. And I got fun. I got dog poo poo on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was not a good introduction to the. Uh, I got people I'd never even heard of that are in the NFL. They were all they were all college players getting ready for the next year's draft. But what's crazy is you'll notice, like even those cards, which were garbage, frankly, they're still numbered and limited. Oh, and what you say was... It's like, there's well, only seven of these cards of this junk player. I remember the cards you got out of that because as the season goes on... Like, it could change. Absolutely. Yeah, it could change. Absolutely. So I think what's changed most about sports cards is, um, and you're right, I, people my age are jaded on sports cards if they haven't looked into it oh. again because everything that we grew up with, which was like, oh, the King Griffey oh. Jr. Upper Deck rookie card, that's going to be worth 10 grand take someday. It back, take it back yeah. a decade. Roger it's 50 Clemens, bucks. Mark yeah. McGuire, Ryan Sandberg, all those guys. You can buy the best rookies for 10 bucks. And I assume guys. it's because of mass quantities. Absolutely. I, I have His cards were huge when we were. They just awesome. made too many I've, of them. I've got cases of 1987 tops sitting yeah. in my storage room yeah. right now because it's funny. They were five bucks 10 years ago, and now they're up to 20 bucks, you know, a box. What was, so, the, what was the card store in Ames that was on? Tryons. Tryons, yeah. On that Main was on Street. Main Street. Spent a lot of time there growing up. Yeah. But so talk about, like, so the, the, the baseball stuff of that era sucks, but we just saw auctions. You and I have talked about this. Um, 86, 87 Fleer. They made basketball cards. Oh, absolutely. For the first time, right? And that was limited because back in the 80s, Basketball wasn't as baseball and football was a, a, a strong second, but yeah. it still wasn't anything close to what baseball was. Yep. So baseball or football in the early eighties was a little limited, but that first introductory set of Fleer eighty six eighty seven, they didn't make it. So this is what's really interesting That's because the, 80, am, I, am I thinking of a Jordan yeah. card oh, from Jordan. that where the, it has like a red, white, and blue border or yep. something like that? Yeah, that whole set. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this All what's right. interesting is. Because that's considered the Jordan rookie card, the Barkley rookie card, Elijah one rookie card, Carl, right? Carl and, Malone, and, John Stock, and they're not rookies. No, I mean they were rookies because before it that. was their first card of that series. So it's yep. an interesting kind of yeah. tidbit into that industry. But we just saw um, there was an auction wow. for three unopened boxes of eighty six, eighty seven Fleer that went for what was it for all three of them? Oh, 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 six figures. Seven, like seventy five thousand a yep. box. Yeah, yeah. Because they they weren't huge sets, so generally you could correlate a whole set out of one box. And usually they said you'd get three Jordan rookie cards in a set per, per box. Per box. Yeah. Per wow. box. So whoever bought those, and obviously somebody extremely wealthy bought those, um, you're going to get good stuff. And I was asking Jay, what are the odds that you're going to make your money back and, if you do that? And he said probably not good because you know you're going to get them. But everything Quality. in that industry comes down to grading Quality. now. Yep. Everything. It's all grades, and it's, it's getting that 9.0 or 9.5. That's a hard set to grade. Those borders were off-centered when they stand. I mean, you got to realize this is 1986. It's mass-producing this stuff. Yeah. They weren't, they, they weren't looking at car, car So to find a Jim Mint Jordan rookie, tough, yeah. really tough. But, yeah, so my guess is out of those three rookies you're going to get, you get sevens and eights, which are probably like five to 10,000. So – you're going to get $30,000 of your money back, getting 75000 
Uh, that's another story. Total crapshoot there. Absolutely. So huh. Huh. you were talking, Ross, before we started about Gary V. Gary V is a, well, he's a media guy, but he does a lot of Instagram stuff. Yeah. And Gary V is rich and also dabbles, though, in sports cards. I was showing you a picture the other day, Jay, where you had bought Kevin Durant. I think it was Kevin Durant rookie cards. And he had a stack of these things. So I think what he had done basically is go on eBay corner look, of the market look for all the rookie cards buy them let's just say let's just say hypothetically he bought them for th- around three hundred dollars or so he's hoping that he corners the market they go up to a thousand dollars a piece he makes a chunk of change here's my question what is wrong with doing that what is wrong with yeah doing can it? you back can that backfire big time oh absolutely there's so many basketball guys i mean you name the top five guys in the league right now you know obviously kevin durant steph curry lebron james i mean those guys you can't go wrong with. But when you start doing it on that second-tier level, when you start saying, I think I'm going to collect Kobe White from the Bulls, I just think he was great rookie season. Even like, I'm go Giannis, all in. like Giannis right now. If you said, I'm going to go all in on Giannis. I think he'd be fine doing that. No, but back <laughs> when he came out, 13, 14, Giannis, wasn't, his name wasn't mentioned. At all. I mean, he became big in the last two or three years. Yeah. But before that, I mean, but yeah, exactly. So that would be a perfect gamble of, I'm going to buy everything. And it would have been dirt cheap. I mean, you could have bought his... High end stuff for four or five hundred, and now those high end cards are fifty thousand. So that that I mean, it would it would have been the equivalent. Like recently, a name we can get behind would have been if you like, let's just say a year and a half ago, said I'm going to get into the Luca Donisic that 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 or even like the Ja Morant business. Well, Morant was hot coming out automatically, automatically, just because he was what number two draft pick. They 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 arguably consider him number one. I mean, just because his skill set, yeah, and his body frame that he's he's. He's a real deal. That guy's a triple-double machine. Zion is a little bigger dude. So, I mean, yep. there's questions. I mean, he missed the first, what, two months of the season. Didn't seem to affect him much. He came back in February, didn't he? Yeah. He's pretty good. And now that team's one, <laughs> what, what, one game out of playoffs. So, I mean, and, that, that's, yeah. that, if they do this bubble thing with 22 teams, this will be really fun to watch. So, I, I really hope that does go through. So, you, so you, you do your business a few different ways, though. I mean, you have the store presence. Obviously, you've got three stores. But you also do a ton on eBay as huh. well. We, we have the eBay presence. The website is where we want to go, but, man, you got to put some serious money to make your website a top search engine result. Yeah, to make people find your website it, is really difficult. It, it is. you got to yeah. pay. Well, it's kind of like an eBay. for the market eBay's you're looking done to find. It's worldwide, yeah. yes. Yeah, eBay's done the work for you. Yeah, right, you put right. it on, everyone's going to find the auction. They changed the rules, just like Amazon. We were big on Amazon for a long time, but the problem I have with those companies is I'm, I'm a slave to them. Yep. They, they change the rules. You, you're signed up for it. You don't get a choice in the matter. Okay. Like the big thing coming up now for eBay in 15 days is it's all process. All their money's processed through them. Okay. So everything's processed. And you may not think that's a big deal, but it is a big deal because now I have no control over how this money comes in. I can't take checks. I don't take credit. I, it's oh, it's simple now because eBay does it all. So eBay, it used to be you could send a check for an item, et cetera. There's only one way to pay on eBay now. Is that what you're saying? It's through eBay, and that's the only one way for me to collect my money. Okay. So now they're okay. in control of every aspect. Okay, of so can I? So it used to be that you, if I wanted to buy something from you, I saw it on eBay, I want to buy your John Morant rookie card, Yep. and you're going to sell it to me for a grand, I could just write a check to you. For a thousand dollars, or I could. I, you I would mean, mail I'm, it yeah, to me. Right, mail it, to you. it would still be protected through eBay. Ninety-five percent okay. of the transactions. But then you had to cut a check back to eBay. No, they would take it out of your fees because ninety percent. Oh, okay. Ninety-five percent okay. of your stuff is PayPal. I mean, let's right. be honest. Everybody's paying through PayPal, yeah. mm-hmm. so your money's okay. already covered. But like I said, I don't want a company in charge of everything. I get. I completely from, understand from that. From start right. to finish. Yeah, they're, they're not. It's Amazon, and they want to be Amazon 
so bad. Yeah. It's not even funny. And you know what's crazy is, is obviously I'm way wrong about this. It kind of felt like eBay came out hot. Everyone was using it. And then I kind of thought, man, I wonder if this is a company that'll go away. They lost their identity is what they lost. But they're identity. still there, man. They're still huge. And when I say they lost their identity, what made them who they were is guys like me, guys like you that would go out and buy random stuff, put it on eBay, and, make, and, and now they're trying to, like I said, they want to be Amazon light. Yeah. They, want, yeah, they want twenty companies to make up ninety percent of their sales. Yep. Screw everybody else, and that and that, that's how I feel. And that's I mean, if yeah. you look at their forums, I mean, it's just yeah, everybody feels the same way. It's just like well, it's kind of like when something mm. goes from amateur to pro. eBay was amateur when it started. Amateurs on there selling Absolutely. stuff, buying, it, and then pros are like, we need to use this in a and in they, a, and they just in a professional it. way, etc. I saw that I was early onto eBay selling tickets. I remember going and buying tickets for concerts and selling them. And then it's like, I mean, look at look at an on sale, right? When a when an event at, at Wells Fargo Arena goes on sale that day, and you go on that night, there's going to be 150 auctions for that show, and many of them are from brokers yeah. around the country. So it's lost kind of some of that quaintness that was nice about it, like all companies do yeah. as they get large. So let me ask this question. Um, I didn't prep you with this one, but I think you'll probably have some answers. So our listening audience is going garage shaling this weekend. Okay. There has to be a few what I'll call like holy grail type items that occasionally you see people bring in. Oh, absolutely. What are some I things that pe- things what are what are some things name that, them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are what are some Go. things that people obviously not every garage sale, but actually could find oh. at a local garage sale that you would pay them a lot of money for? Vintage video games. So you talk about Nintendo sixty four, Super Nintendo, NES. You don't need the system, the games, the control, all that stuff, and. Everybody has that stuff floating around their attic. Now, don't go back to Atari because Atari's not worth a lot. Yep. Get into Nintendo. That stuff's great. Uh, vintage toys from the 80s. I mean, everybody's got G.I. Joe's, Star Wars, He-Man, all that crap that they think, oh, this ain't worth nothing. Here's a box. That box could be worth $500 to $1,000 that you're getting ready to throw away or donate to Goodwill, yep. which Goodwill gets a lot of donations for that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. So what about, like, one of the things uh, 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 my best friend when we were kids, every time he got a starting lineup. Yep. He and his brother never opened them. So that's a funny market, too, because yeah. when I first opened up, starting lineup so you could buy them a dollar to $5 all day long. Right. Because um, McFarland came I out. Think he McFarland actually, came out and crushed it. I think he threw out. away the box because... But now they're on a resurge <sighs> again because it's... Like I said, everything runs in cycles. So okay. if you, if they're Hall of Fame guys, you know, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan... Starting line of figures, 100 to 200 bucks. You can find Most some of them were baseball things, I think. Did oh, everything, Hall of Famers. Did oh, everything right, go up right. in value after the Jordan documentary that was Jordan related? Oh, absolutely. Anything I had Jordan, I got rid of it. That's interesting. That had that much correlation. Always. When I mean, everybody knew up. about Michael Jordan before that. So, so. so, one that blew my mind just a couple weeks ago, our buddy Joe Hayhoe over here at the with Community Choice was trying to track down an original super soaker, the water gun from yeah. when we were all kids in like early nineties. Yeah. And they were amazing water guns. They, they, they were, crazy he said he kid. found them online for 300 bucks. Nerf guns from the, I mean, just anything vintage, anything in the stallion. And the biggest thing is if it's in the package from the eighties, yeah. three to four times, whatever it would be loose every time. That's I crazy. I mean, the other day there was the, the entire dream team was in its packaging. Starting lineups? Yeah. Yeah, they had five, two series of that. You had a fi- one five-pack, another five-pack, and then you had a 10-pack. There was 10. Yep. So 60 to 70 bucks. Okay. See, it would seem to me like 600. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, That's I mean, the weird thing about that that values, that, though. It seemed, and what I thought Jay was going to say, and maybe this is part of it, like that era that we are all a part of is... 80s. Right, the <laughs> right. 80s and early 90s. Um, everything was... 
our, our parents were telling us these stories about Mickey Mantle cards being found in the attic. Yep. So it was we had friends that kept their starting lineups in packages. We had friends that kept 1987 tops for I still oh. have my entire box of them. Um, but it was almost like not only did everything get overproduced, but we were aware that there was a potential value for this stuff, so we kept it all. It's the stuff that you don't think about is worth the crazy money. Yeah. Like those weird toy lines from the 80s that you just don't think. Remco. I mean, different stuff. Cops action figures. Stuff that you just I had. I about. had Mask. Do you remember the Mask, mask figures? Mask, great. I love the Mask. were cool then, and they're still cool now. And, yeah. they're, worth, and they're worth a good amount of money. Package, like, I can sell the, the main car that, that flies yeah. for 50 bucks loose, and the yeah. package is 400 I always like the cow. I like the motorcycle that became the helicopter. The green, yeah, the, the, the green one. Or my banana guys in the yellow outfit. Yeah, I just no, like I, how tiny they were. They were such, they were and they're articulated in their helmets. Yeah, right. That's so. Let me ask you if you know this right off the top of your head. I hope you do. Otherwise, you look <laughs> like a failure. What is the, what is the most expensive item in your store, your Southeast 14th store, for sale right now? In the display case, you know. I put a lot of stuff online. I, we like to put it in the stores first. We like to keep it out. Uh, probably pack of cards I have for a thousand dollars. You know, right now. One one pack. Basketball cards are really hot right now. <laughs> it's not even. Good. Ross, you want to go in with me on that one? We'll no, not basketball hey. cards. You you presented the idea of getting a pack of like nineteen eighty five tops one time. Remember we talked. Oh, just about for this? fun, just almost for the fun of it. I, I probably I, got a box that laying around if you want one. I'll yeah, just to, just. <laughs> you know, I mean, old baseball cards to me that would be just uh, to open them up and kind of see like, do I remember these guys? Yeah. You will remember every name you come across except for the, the Steve Balboni. Right. <laughs> like Sweet the, the score. Company, right? They had a they had a, a brand of baseball cards for like two or three years called Triple Play. Triple Play. Did that ring a bell to you? Because those were cards I remember thinking, never found these things. So I collected as many of them as I possibly could. I've still got thousands of them, and I never like like. You still have cards today to this day? Oh, I've got a bunch of cards. Like Jay and I could do this when he's talking about cards getting miscut or, yeah. or the Jordan that it's got to be perfectly centered. My brother bought uh, a, an entire collection from the neighbor guy that was like 15 years older than us. Oh, nice. when we, yeah, so we have thousands of cards. And one of the things in the collection were these two rolls of uncut baseball cards. 87, 88, what year? No, like 83. Yep. <laughs> Again, like bit, yeah. crappy cards. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody on it that's worth a, a, a damn. I think that. It's like the Orioles and the Red Sox. So maybe in there their, is a very slim market, but people there are guys that collect yeah. that stuff. But like again, displaying it, yeah. where are you going to put it? It's hard right. to store. It right. gets dinged up. I mean, you really got to like those players on that team to, to buy that. Yeah, up, so. right. No doubt. I always thought that the thing would be for my brother because he's got, I mean, thousands of cards. You know, to find the your 1986 Randy Reddy <laughs> and put it online, put it on eBay because. My thought was Randy Reddy's kids, grandkids, <laughs> neighbors, cousins, uncles, nieces, and nephews, one of them is going to be searching one day and go, you know what? I want Uncle Randy's card. Or I remember That's my dad. That's an amazing poll going out with Randy Reddy. Right, right yeah. I remember my dad grew up next to Kent to Colby, and I'm going to yeah. see if I can find the Kent to Colby card. Yep. And here's my brother waiting there with it in the wings for $1.50. All right. Here's, a, here's another tough one for you, Jay. All right. 80s and 90s. Give me two answers on this. What would be the most valuable and regular baseball card from the 80s and from the 90s? Well, We're not talking one of ones or anything like that. That, that Jordan card. My hands so down. what about baseball? Baseball, for sure. Baseball. See, now you get into these things where you talk the grading. And you, yeah. You get these pristine cards. Let's assume we got something that's meant. What is that most valuable card of the 80s and of the 90s? 80s, 90s. I mean, 
it's all like I said, all great. Derek Jeter, probably I would have to say for his rookie cards, they can as an '83 SP authentic silver foil. Those cards, like rated. something I've never heard of, but what, yeah, whatever. His okay. rookie, Derek Jeter rookie cards, okay. Or '92-'93, be at that end of that era where you're like, oh, this is all garbage. Cause yep. Pretty much, I stopped collecting '1992, yep. so I've got everything from '86 to '92 still sitting in my garage to this day because I can't bring myself to dump it for five bucks. I just oh like, wow, and I own the damn store and I can't do it. So so, so basically, a uh, couple eras of worthlessness. For it, 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 all funny, 80s, all 90s. But it's starting to come back a little bit. Like I said, now, okay. they're, now they're taking the 1987 Mark McGuire card that's worth 5 bucks and grading it. And if you get a pristine 10 on it, it's three, 400 bucks. Oh, wow. So okay. all those now all those key rookies, if you can get... But like I said, you might send 1,000 cards in before you get a pristine card. So, yeah. so tell me, that, like Vegas, is it Vegas Dave? Yeah. Okay, Mike Trout. How much water's in that bucket? Man, he, he, said, he said that card went for seven hundred, seven hundred some thousand. Um, I, 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 he so so apparently, and, and you can you'll know the story of this. There's like refractor, it's like a, a, it, was a, a red, re, it was a red refractor, red refractor, five. orange. It was number to five refractor, yeah. and there's another one. There's like three different versions of yeah, this they, card. One of one, number to five, number to twenty five, number to fifty, number to hundred. Apparently, he's got a few card. of the red what ones. Yeah, those red ones are number to five. But the fact that someone so we're talking about these cards that are worth. 30 bucks or whatever. But then all of a sudden you get a card that someone's paying $750,000 for. Like, how does that happen? I like Mike Trout, but has he been to the world series yet? No. Has he, have they, how far have they ever gotten in the playoffs? No, I mean, he's kind of a one man show. Yeah. But in baseball, you got to have more than one guy. Basketball, you can have a a dude carry a team with role players. So why so much value on his card of that year? Because they think he's going to break every record. You know, I mean, they they think he's the Mickey Mantle of this generation. Yeah. So to an extent, he is. I mean, his. his So the value could come way down if he if he without without if his career ends this rings that's if his career ends this season if he has some (laughs) you know catastrophic injury this season it's gonna be like McFarlane buying those baseballs of of Sammy Sosa McGuire for millions of dollars a piece. Okay. You know, so it's all you're banking on the the continuation of what's going on. Absolutely with that. So it's speculative. Wagner still the most valuable card. Honus Wagner. Again, back when you start grading stuff. I mean, raw. I mean, is that is that what's been sold for the most? Let me I put think that so. One. I think you're right. I think Growing like up, that's what we heard. Yeah. Yeah. The Honus Wagner tobacco. Yeah, whatever it was. Car. Yeah, we was, all know what it looks like I, and all that. I've got a Ty Cobb. I didn't even bring it. I got a Ty oh, Cobb wow. 1912T, whatever it is. What? You, you'd think it's worth a ton of money. It's like 600 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, screw it's, Ty Cobb. You know, but $600 to 99% of people would be the most valuable thing in their collection. <laughs> Dude, isn't that I mean, great? The line in in Field of Dreams. When they're talking about players that wanted to play. It's like Ty Cobb. Cobb wanted to play, but none of us could stand the bastard when he was alive. So we told him to stick it. That's a, I love that movie. By the way, we need to go to the Field of Dreams, Ross, this year. Yeah, well, I bet you'll have media credentials probably because you're a big deal. Oh, you mean for the game? For the actual no, game, dude. I'm I am not even gonna try to get media credentials for it. <laughs> What's the point of having a radio show if you're not gonna try? I mean, okay. When Come on, Marty Terrell, grab those yeah, credentials. Exactly. That's why I don't do it because I don't want to be the douche that's taking. I think you can be a douche once. Um, I don't, I don't want to try it. The, the That'd be the one time I would try it for. Is that yeah, heck so yeah. here's the deal. I'm gonna, gonna, I am a Yankees you would hope fan. They're gonna have more. Well, it's not. Game. It's not the Yankees anymore. And that, it's White it, Sox, right? Even yeah. when it was the Cardinals Yankees and White Sox, yeah. I looked into getting my credentials because I'm still registered with the ma- with Major League Baseball to do it, and uh, they hadn't even opened it up yet. And I got to thinking about it, man. That's gonna be like. There were going to be like 5,000 people that were going to be able to go to this. It's going to be the Super okay? Bowl or the World Series. And I just felt like, 
I would appreciate it and I would love it, but I didn't want to be a body filling that space. I would rather do it with my son. I wasn't going to be able to do it with him. I'd feel like a dick leaving him and, call, you know, sending pictures home of like, hey, check the it out. There's there's ever. Aaron Judge, your favorite player on the planet. I'm six feet from him. Like, yeah, it just, so it, it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. Right. I've done this with my fishing trips, man. I've told you this. I love going on my fishing trips to Canada. There's a big part of it that's not worth it. it I miss my, I've missed my anniversary for a decade yeah. fishing on this trip. And it's a pain in the ass. You get up there and it's awesome. It's wonderful. It's all the things that a vacation is supposed to be, but it's all the other crap that goes, I, with that goes with it. And that's what I was thinking of. Like, man, I could, could I go to this game? Yeah. Is it going to be worth all the other stuff that I'm going to regret once I do it? No. So screw it. I'm not doing it. Oh, it said yes. <laughs> uh, still, Mark, if, if I had an option to take Eli yeah. or to like go with you and Seton yeah. and take Eli and the four of us could go do this, I would sign up for it. I would be the biggest media douche. I would, I would, I dude, would, here's what you do. I would milk every Eli, credential possible. Eli becomes the world's shortest uh, photographer. You get him a lime green vest yeah. that he can wear that says press on it yeah. and no one will say I've anything. Actually, I've actually seen shorter photographers than my 10 year old. Yeah. He's a pretty big kid actually. <laughs> so, so Jay, before we wrap up, how do people, if someone has, they're listening and they say, you know what? I got a bunch of stuff in my basement. Um, how does the process work for them to come find you and sell you stuff so you can, cause that's, that's something else. You guys buy uh, stuff from people all the time. All the time. I mean, that's, that's 10 to 20% of the business is buying stuff, bringing it in, evaluating it. And giving an offer on it. Uh, both big locations, south side, west side, we have trained people there. I've got guys that have been with me for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So some of those guys are actually more knowledgeable than I am. They can look at stuff pretty quick. I still like to keep my hands and all this stuff. And when it comes to the, the big dollar stuff, I'm the one that gets involved. I bought a $15,000 toy collection last week. I'm the one that had to, I made them do the work. I evaluated their work, and then I went and bought it. But you can bring, I mean, when I say big dog stuff, you can bring whatever it is in. Video games, CDs, DVDs, all the stuff that we sell. If we can resell it, we will buy it. Yeah. So and they sell a bunch I've of got stuff. A, I've got some 8-bit Nintendo games, and then I've got one of, like, the refurbished. Remember 8-bit did the, they did a, a new 8-bit where the game actually inserted in the top. Top-loading Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty good. We sell those for 100 bucks. Do you really? Well, so I don't I've know got, if I've ever seen one of those before. They're at the end of the line. It's definitely more reliable. Than no the doubt. The one you had to do the... Oh, uh, man. No, but you... Put in another the game in on top part, of it. Yeah. No, the best part in Nintendo was getting it to, to play. Yeah. Pull it out. <laughs> blow in it. Put it back in. Maybe slide it over to the left just a little Sometimes bit. Sometimes you so put it would, a game so on top of the game. on top of a game was the big trick for us. That would help. We actually refurbish those things. So they make pen sets for them. We fix those all the time. It's like 25 bucks. I still have an old Nintendo. You had told me. original one with some games. You had told me a few months back about somebody brought in a controller. You sold a controller for like 200, 300 bucks or something. What was that? They make these. So like all these games they play, like the online games, Call of Duty, all those type of games, they have special controllers that are basically hijacked, so you can press this rapid-fire button, and it does all the work for you. Oh, and so they, that's what I need. They make these, and those things sell for three to $500. They're modded controllers. Xbox One has them. PS4 has them. And some of them are third-party. Some take controllers and make But, yeah, it's... They're, they're so basically, people are cheating. <laughs> That's amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think you're you think you're good online? Go against one of these guys that has those modded controllers. They're gonna. Why can I never beat this guy? <laughs> yeah, oh, awesome. gee, what a what a shock! It's like having the unlimited lives in Contra. Oh, so that, every time my son gets killed up, up, in down, Fortnite down, down, and he says down, that right. guy was a hacker that's cheating, he might be right sometimes. <laughs> to a certain degree, Fortnite has a little. They, <laughs> they uh, the, the guys you want to watch out for Fortnite is the cross platforms. You play against those computer guys. 
You're not beating those guys. Yeah. I mean, you build a. You talk about Fortnite. I play with my kid all the time. Yeah. It's the one guilty. I love game. it. That's I, a f- I my kid plays in, and I still don't have an idea what's oh, going on. Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, yeah. I just don't get it. But you play with a PC? No, the guys that play in the PC yeah. can just kick your ass because yeah. they can build shit so much faster. Right, it's crazy. It's yeah, like, you know when you go up against a guy that's like that. that. Yeah, based oh. on the PC in comparison to something else. Ridiculous. See, uh, I could do this all day, man. We need to have you come in. You need to be like a monthly guest to come in and hang out with on us. On the real show with the real audience, you should go totally do that with, I, I, with Ross. I, uh, Mac you can cuss here. I did that about 10 years ago. It was fun. With who? Mac McDonald. Mac, Mac oh, McDonald. oh, oh, no. Mac, McCoy. Uh, Mac, J. Michael McCoy. Yeah, J. Michael McCoy. Yeah, you had a show on uh, yeah. 95 and then one. Of yeah, ninety-eight-three and that sort of stuff. Yeah, a year and a half we did that. It was fun. Yeah, you know, like you said, we did different segments. I didn't even talk about comic books today. I brought in some random crap I'd laying around my house. You know, it'd be a best. Uh, I'll be your program director, Ross. <laughs> is um, a little bit of a calling on that. Like, what have you got? Do you have something? Oh, you think, if in. you think yeah, it's we'll valuable, people call them and describe what they've got. Yeah. Well, that'd, that'd be a Facebook be thing. They could almost just Facebook instant send a photo, and you'd have it in two seconds if you yeah. had a Facebook account. I mean, we get stuff people send us all the time through. Hey, what's this worth? We'll buy it. We'll, we'll give me an offer on this. Email. I mean, we got a lot of people that don't want to drive. What is your, uh, um, do you have an eBay name if people want to see what you're selling on eBay? Uh, as lame as it sounds, I remember I started this in 1999. It's yep. J-A-Y-315. Okay. J-315. So. That's how you can find them there. Do you guys have a website as well? Oh, yep. JCDandHobby.com. If you Google that, it pops up. That makes sense. So three locations for Jay. We're plugging him because he's a member of the Vegas group. That comes with perks, <laughs> of course. So Southeast 14th. Well, it's an awesome, like you have, Merle been, Hay. we've talked about it before, but like it's Chuck E. Cheese. You have been a, a really cool resource, Jay, on that group. Like the best one, the most recent one was Klein's neighbor having a garage sale. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I went scoop and and yeah, he just went over and took a couple <laughs> snapshots and man, you were finding stuff in the, cor- in the back corners of those pictures. Like, Hey, there's a bobblehead in the back corner. Yeah. Make sure that that's this brand. If, if it's it got is, this on it, tell him to this. set it aside. Right. That was really cool, man. Yeah, I went over and picked a couple things up. Have yeah. you sold any of that stuff yet? Uh, yeah, the bobbleheads. Like okay. I said, that stuff. I mean, it's once football season gets into play, like I said, the Merle Mall store that we got, we focus on yeah. sports memorabilia there. So I've got like autographed helmets, autographed yeah. jerseys. Car- I mean, we're trying to theme, like each location has its own identity. We don't want to be the exact same. Yeah. I won't, I won't give away Gosh. the, I won't give away the secret location, Dude. but I, I helped Jay buy a building. He has so much stuff to get through. <laughs> yeah. He, need, we've he, needed, he, needed, he needed a talked building. About I remember one day that it was building like, is full. And remember I told you I wasn't going to use the basement. Yeah. The basement's full. Yeah. No, I mean, he has got a ton of stuff that he's got to sell through. So point, Sorry. Hey, point being, if you, if you're looking for that item out there and you can't find it, there's a damn good chance. It. He's got it somewhere sitting around or it'll hit the store soon but it's you're a sto- wealth of knowledge yeah i mean seriously it's it's almost overwhelming it's like how do you know, know so much all about that. all the stuff yeah. to know it's valuable it's impressive and what's I, I, I sent you something like a month and a half ago is it it two comic books and you knew immediately eh, 40 50 bucks something like that just tell them to hang on to it yeah, yeah. All, right. all the superman bagged one yeah yeah and you got you just oh, bought by the way you that. just bought speaking of value you just bought um comic books that i think would be super valuable like number one editions of several things that we would have heard of and i think you immediately sold them didn't you oh that right before right before this the, the rona hit yeah uh, i bought a hundred thousand dollar comic book collection that's and a lot I, of comics i sold Six comics to one guy for 50 grand. Ooh. Don't get me wrong. It was oh. fantastic. Four number one. I mean, graded. It was like a 5.5. I mean, all that key stuff from the 50s and 60s. Is, you get that stuff graded. That's amazing, I, man. It, it, dude, it, I mean, that same comic book, if, that, if that's graded like a 9.2 or 9.8, yeah. that FF1, 
hundred thousand all day long. I mean, like you could sell it instantly. And if you go to a garage show this weekend, and you see a big batch of old comics, and they want ten bucks for all of them. Go ahead and buy. You might want to get that. Like baseball cards, though. That eighties crap is. Uh, is hey, but you're gonna not regret the ten dollars that you spent nah, going, you go, going, going through, through it. it. Yeah, that's fun. So that's yeah, fun. If you got any questions, reach out to Jay on that type of stuff. If you got any real estate questions, you can reach out to the three of us. Johnny is now licensed with us yeah, as well. Yeah, he is, baby. Two weeks ago. Yeah. We're not going to talk about how fast you guys sold my house? Uh, well, well we, Bency, yeah, who was here, uh, Bency sold it right away. Six um, days. Saved you a bundle, which is what we do here. Everybody knows that. Yep. It's Once again, it's almost like we know what we're doing and it works. <laughs> it's funny how it just keeps happening over and over and over again. While those other agents out there are like, there's got to be a catch. Nope, they won't care about you. They're cheating. They're, that's what I say to all of them. So, anyway, yes, Jay. Uh, Jay is a, a client of Charterhouse as well. Um, I am not only a member. Actually, actually, three three times three times over. You're a client at this point. Yeah. So, uh, he's definitely a member of the Charterhouse family. But yeah, if you're looking to buy or sell, uh, Ross is here to help you. John is here to help you now. Um, and I'm willing to bet. By the way, John is one of the best golfers in the state. Uh, if you want John to join your threesome so you can actually win your threesome or foursome, use me. I, I have and a, abuse me. I have a, I have a feeling <laughs> that if you hire John to help you buy or sell, he'll join that for yeah. you willingly. Yeah. Um, so put him to work, uh, and he'd be happy to help as well. Hope you guys enjoyed this. It was actually two episodes in one this week, but uh, I think we covered everything we needed to cover. Enjoy the fourth, by the way. Remember, this is still America, and there is still some freedom out there, even though it doesn't feel like it anymore, Ross. God bless America. Go light some fireworks, and we'll see you next week. Safe travels. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us, and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support, and we will talk to you next week.